Borderlands Buzz, a podcast brought to you by the Borderlands Research Institute at Sulraw State University. The Borderlands Research Institute is conserving the last frontier through research, education, and outreach. Support for this podcast comes from Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. I'm Lydia Saldani with Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. We're partnering with the Borderlands Research Institute to bring you this podcast. Our guests today are filmmaker Ben Masters and Dr. Lewis Harvison, head of the Borderlands Research Center at Sol Ross State University. Thanks for being with us, guys. Thanks for having us. So we're gonna cover a couple of topics today, including a new BRI project that will be shining the spotlight on artists who find their muse in the Borderlands region of West Texas. Before we get to that, let's start by catching up with Ben. Ben, it's been a, it's been a while since we've connected, pre-pandemic, I think for sure. And of course, a lot of folks know you from the Wild Texas Film Tour and your own documentaries, including The River and the Wall and Unbranded. What are you working on right now? Uh, we've got a, a few different projects that we're cranking away on. Um, I think the biggest one that we've got going on is we're wrapping up the edit for a movie that we're calling Deep in the Heart, which is a feature-length film that's somewhat similar in style, Planet Earth, in the sense that it has all wildlife characters and is narrated. Uh, so it's taken us about two years to film, and now we're wrapping up the edit stage and getting ready to go into post-production. It's gonna be out next spring. So I'm excited to release it to the world. Awesome. I wanna dive into that a little bit later in the conversation, but but I wanna bring Dr. Harvison into the conversation. And first, Dr. Harvison, would you share with us just um, how you connected with Ben and what you've worked on together? You, you bet. Um, actually a common friend of ours, Shannon Davies, who is the, uh, at the time, she was the managing editor of Texas A&M University Press. Uh, ben was working on a, a book and I was working on a book and she introduced us and, and Ben was in the neighborhood there in Alpine and uh, we went and had uh, had brunch and got to, got to meet him and learn a little bit more about him and kind of what he had in mind. And uh, we kicked around a couple ideas for some, some possible short films and Kind of what uh, what might sound good to him and, and the audience he was targeting, um, and honestly hadn't hadn't met him before that or, or heard of him before that, uh, and it was a, a pivotal pivotal day in my mind. Uh, we've been dear friends and um, have had a lot of fun on on different projects uh, since then. Of course, I know Shannon Davies too, and she's a master at bringing people together. So it was just a matter of time, I think, before you two connected. So, Dr. Harvison, what projects, I mean, you have been involved, Ben has actually filmed some research projects there at BRI, right? Correct. Which, which, which projects? You bet. So the, the first one um, was a Pronghorn Revival, uh, which really chronicled our effort uh, to restore that, that iconic species uh, to the Marfa Plateau. And uh, that, was, that was sponsored by, by Yeti. Uh, got some great exposure on that, and and it was just uh, he did a great job telling a a, a wonderful story. And then um, we also did a uh, mountains. Uh, pardon me, lions of West Texas, uh, which again was another uh, big project of ours, uh, working in Davis Mountains on a mountain lion project, and just trying to understand really kind of a, a ghost, so to speak, as far as a, a wildlife species. 
and then um, tagged along a little bit in, in the river wall and um, done some, you know, went to some of the, the wild film tour um, sessions. And, and anyway, we just, we have a lot of, a lot of good times uh, working together. Was that, was that a first for y'all in working with a filmmaker like this, Dr. Harvison? Yes, at, 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 at that level that really focused on us. You know, we, we've hosted National Geographic and BBC and, and a couple other um, national and international film groups, but not something that was so focused on our work and uh, the outcomes of that work, the conservation effort that, that really made that story. So, so Ben, what was your impression of the researchers that you interacted with at BRI? Kind of tell us your, your side of that story of interacting with them. Well, I, uh, I, you know, Texas is my home and, you know, to get to tell these types of stories of, of conservation, hope, uh, and research and just kind of peeling back the onion of all the mysteries that exist in the natural world. It's a, a real privilege to get to do uh, what I do. And it's a, uh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to try to tell the story right. Um, you know, some of these efforts are decades long. They involve, you know, many landowners, many researchers, uh, many, many funders and you know, we want to want to make a film that, you know, not only is factually accurate, but also will help further that cause and and give these researchers and foundations a tool to to use to continue the good work that you're that they're doing. So, um, you know, my impression with with them is they're they're some of my heroes. You know, some of these people that are out you know, putting wildlife back on the landscape. Um, and it's just a real honor to get to work with them. And quite frankly, a lot of pressure to try to do the, the good work that they're doing justice through a film. Uh, it can be tough sometimes. So Ben, as a, as a storyteller, you have, you have such a way with words. And I was struck by something you just said. You talked about conservation hope. And I wonder if you, Let's, let's dive into that concept a little bit and you know, specifically related to what the projects you worked on with BRI. When you say conservation hope, what, what do you mean there? Well, I think one of the big things that uh, a lot of people don't have a good grasp of about history is you know, our, our wildlife history in Texas and being able to put things into perspective. And, you know, I think the world a little bit gets a little bit gloom and doom sometimes, especially whenever you start talking about wildlife and wildlife habitat. It's just really important to recognize where we are, you know, not only in the last 10 years or 20 years or 100 years. And something I always like to go back on is if you look, if you look at the last 100 years of, of, of Texas history with wildlife, you know, we have increased our number of white-tailed deer exponentially. We've increased the number of mule deer and of elk in North America, of, you know, even big predators that, that we've killed out. We're making, we're making a place for them in the landscape. And I just think that, you know, right now, today, many landowners value wildlife more than they, they ever have. I think our society uh, values wildlife more than they ever have. And we're even recognizing a lot of these ecosystem services that, um, you know, 
open spaces and, and good land stewardship provides. And I, you know, I, I see a lot of conservation hope out there and, you know, there's, there's a lot of work to be done and uh, there's no better time to, to, to get involved in my opinion. Dr. Harbison, I'd like your take on that kind of a, a, a scholarly academic kind of point of view on that concept of conservation hope. Well, I think maybe that's why Ben and I get along so well is, is I'm, I'm cut from the same cloth. You know, I think I look at the, the glass half full. That, that's just how I am. I'm, a, I'm an optimist by, by, by heart, um, you know, a skeptic by training, I guess, as a scientist. But there are so many good things going on in the car conservation world, and they, they need to be shared. And I think that's, that's really Ben's niche is telling really good stories uh, about that. And, and then if you, if you go to one of those wild film tours, the energy in those audiences is addictive. I mean, it is, um, it is, I mean, it's off the charts in my mind. And so I made, I didn't make all of them, but I made a whole lot of them all over the state of Texas. And I enjoyed every minute of it because there's just such a, uh, intrigue and a hunger uh, from a lay audience, but also the landowner audience, the, the professional biologist audience, everybody wants more. They want to learn. And, you know, I, I can get up and I can get a PowerPoint and I could probably put some people to sleep pretty quick. But to be able to put something, uh, you know, like you said, a, a, a decade study into a seven minute film um, that shows the, you know, the, the fact that it's a full contact sport uh, and there's there's hope. Um, that's, that's, I love that. I mean, I'll, I'll eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. <laughs> and of course, Dr. Harverson, outreach is, is part of the mission statement of BRI. And why is it important to get the word out about the research and how has this type of outreach helped you in, in meeting your mission? Well, great, great point. You know, outreach is, is one of our, our legs of the three-legged soul, research, education, and outreach. And our, our philosophy is that just because you do research doesn't make it relevant. And you, may, you need to make it relevant to the end users. And for this state, um, you know, 30 million people and all the, all the gloom and doom that is really happening in the state and the expansion and urbanization, and all those kind of things, there's still some wild things and wild places. And, and we are very fortunate to work in the core of that in far west Texas, in the Big Bend and in the borderlands. Uh, and so it's really important for people to get a sense of that, to understand that that wildness is still there and that there's still opportunity to hang on to what we have because the pressures are mind numbing. Uh, what, what's coming around the corner from population increase and everything else. So, so these stories are, are, are everything uh, in, in that realm. And, and, you know, from an outreach perspective, we can send emails and newsletters and things like that. But I promise you, there is nothing like a good film that tells a story for people to understand and relate to and, you know, pull on their heartstrings and, and get them to think about how they can help. And that's one thing Ben does in, in the Wild Film Tour is he, he really puts those people on the spot and say, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, whether that's donating for a raffle for a Yeti product or reaching out and putting websites of different conservation organizations that they can be a part of, he, he really connects the lay audience in particular uh, with these conservation strategies. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, Ben is good at putting people on the spot, right? <laughs> so, so Ben, what is the latest? Uh, Dr. Harverson mentioned the Wild Texas Film Tour. Uh, the, of course, the Parks and Wildlife Foundation has been involved with that. Um, I know the 2020 event was was virtual. Will there be a, t a tour this year, virtual or otherwise? What's what's up on that front? So the 2020 tour was virtual. It was, it was successful. It was uh, it it kind of opened up our eyes to virtual, but there's no there's no uh, replacing and an, an in person in person event and the energy it creates. So. For this year, I do not have one planned. Uh, I've been so focused on creating a feature-length documentary that I haven't made enough short films to do one. And there uh, hasn't been a lot of other filmmakers that have made enough to, to host a tour. So I would love to, but it's gonna be next year in 22, whenever we release our, our Deep in the Heart uh, feature-length film, that'll be our next big kind of conservation tour and getting butts in theaters uh my movie's gonna be good and that that timing should be just right so that's awesome i want to i want to ask you about the current project but the river and the wall i think a lot of folks you know have seen that of course dr harvison um was involved in that as well it was such an incredible film the final product was amazing and i know the filming itself was quite an adventurous journey can you share with us the backstory of that project and some of the key takeaways you took away, you took from that experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the previous administration, there was a lot of talk about building a border wall along our, our southern border. And, um, you know, in my opinion, there's spots where it makes sense and there's, there's a lot of places where it doesn't make sense. But to people who've never been to the border, um, you know, I, I just wanted them to realize that, you know, the Rio Grande and the Texas-Mexico border, it's, it's not just a black line on a map. Um, so we made a film that took people there. Uh, it was about um, five friends that, that journeyed the length of the border um, using canoes and horses and mountain bikes. And it was a visual portrait of, of the Rio Grande and honestly kind of a celebration of, of the borderlands and just kind of invited people to come into that topic and and look at how a border wall wouldn't affect just immigration, but also how it would affect uh, private property rights, how it would affect wildlife movement, uh, some of our biggest public lands in Texas, and just become more familiarized with that landscape. Uh, we took an approach to the film, recognizing that it was a very hot political topic and tried to you know respect all viewpoints as as well as we could and i am i'm, I'm really proud of that movie and uh i think it's a, a a tribute to the rio grande and there's a lot of people that watch it and will come to us afterwards and say like i had i had no idea there was canyons there and i always try to tell them just you know hop in the truck drive down i think it's cool on screen go see it for yourself <laughs> and of course, I, I don't think there's any bigger cheerleader for the borderlands than Dr. Lewis Harvison. <laughs> so Dr. Harvison, um, what was your impression of that film and what do you hope people take from it? Well, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I had the privilege of uh, watching it with the, the cast and crew at uh, South by Southwest a, a couple of years ago. And, and, and for me, it was emotional. I mean, it, it was just such a beautifully orchestrated story and the cinematography was just off the chart and it 
and it transcended not just the biology and the natural history of the region, but it also brought in, you know, real political issues that were being kicked around and, and kind of dismissed uh, and brought in cultures and just, just anyway, it was just so well done. And it, um, very proud of Ben and, and the, the crew and everybody that, that worked on that. Um, and it, it is a, a region of, you know, the country, the world that people really undervalue. And, and yeah, there's some, you know, cultural challenges and definitely political challenges associated with it, but you can't just throw all that away. Um, you you got to address it. And so you need new ideas, you need the new approaches. And, and even now with, you know, kind of an increase in uh, activity, it, it still needs attention and it still needs, you know, a, a, a diplomatic approach uh, and solution than, than, again, some of the rhetoric that was, that was shared previously. So Ben, I want to now let's dive into details of your latest project. You mentioned it at the top of this podcast. Um, you, you mentioned the time left that it's coming out uh, next year. What, what have been the high points for you so far in the production and what can people look forward to seeing? Yeah, come to find out. Um, <laughs> Give us the teaser. <laughs> so we've what what it is is the the film has all the different wildlife storylines, um, and it kind of loosely follows the flow of water through Texas from you know where our our rivers are born and then how they flow through different eco regions of the state and then go out to the bays and estuaries and ultimately the Gulf of Mexico and kind of how that larger Texas ecosystem fuels, you know, one of the most important migratory uh, stopovers in, in the Western hemisphere and, you know, attracts some of the most incredible wildlife with some of the most incredible waterfowl and, and songbird migrations on earth. Um, and it was for me just a really amazing opportunity to look look at look at my home in a different uh different way and, and its uh importance on a on a global scale the the high point for me for production uh, there was a couple of them but the one that's that's bringing to mind right now just because it's it's happening right now is off the texas coast there is a coral reef called flower gardens coral reef and it is about 100, yard, 100 miles off Galveston, and it's about 60 feet deep on the water there. Whenever we were there, we had visibility of about 80 to 100 feet. And it was like stepping into the most pristine Caribbean waters. And if you took a picture of it and showed somebody, they would almost always say like, you know, the Yucatan or uh, Honduras or like some of these famous diving spots. And for me, growing up in Texas, through this film and learning about these different wildlife events and these different habitats, uh, that that was the climax of like recognizing how 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 awesome Texas is. How I've grown up here and didn't even realize we had our own coral reef system. So that was that was definitely one of the high points. Um, and you know, there's whale sharks out there there's orcas in the gulf of mexico i mean texas texas is cool it really <laughs> is and uh 
I don't know if you've yeah, seen this. This I don't know if you've seen this month's issue of Texas Monthly, but they've got a big feature spread on the flower gardens. Have you seen that? No, uh, somebody put, somebody sent me a text message. Yeah, you, you, might, the, you might want to check yet. that out. It's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Dr. Harvison, Ben's body of work um, so far, right? He's he's not done yet, but his body of work is a great example of how nature inspires art. Tell us about the new BRI initiative to showcase artists. You bet. So one one thing that we we realize in working with Ben and working with other artists in the region is really just how important their work is in um, really opening the eyes. I think uh, again, the the layman is what I keep coming back to is just the, the average citizen is is being able to see um, a beautiful film or a, a portrait or uh, good photography, even on social media, whatever that is, and be inspired and be intrigued and, and to follow that, that interest and inquiry and to find out more and, and how that really fuels conservation and awareness of, for really the wild things and wild places that all of us love and really what we stand for at the Institute. Um, so we've been kicking around this idea of, of highlighting uh, artists over the next year or two um, that really speak to that, that really um, carry the, the conservation message uh, to that next level through their artistic works. Uh, and, and Ben is obviously our, our, our lead um, artist uh, in, in, that, in that list of ours. And it makes sense because of all the work he's done and all the things he's done to help us. And so we're, we're really excited about kicking that yeah, off. So it's really end. exciting for, for Ben to be our first one out of the shoot. So Ben, why did you want to get involved in this? What, is, what does BRI's work mean to you? I just do what Doc tells me to. <laughs> hey, me too. How about that? <laughs> not always, Ben. Not always. <laughs> no, not always. But, um, I, I mean, I, I'm just honored that you guys would would choose me to be uh, one of your featured artists. I mean, the West Texas is very special to me, uh, especially the Big Bend region. So um, just happy to be involved. And, you know, I studied wildlife biology at Texas A&M. And instead of going down the more formal routes of, uh, you know, research or, or land management, we went into communications and film and I'm just happy that uh, our skill set and my team can, can be of service to Doc and everybody else. Awesome. Well, Ben, we cannot wait to see your next project. Really looking forward to that. Um, and Dr. Harvison, do you have any closing comments as we wrap this up? Well, just, I guess, to the, to the listeners and, and, you know, obviously we're excited about uh, Ben's work and all the artists out here and uh, really just want to pay homage uh, to, to all of you and, uh, for what you stand for and, and the exposure that you provide the Big Bend because the Big Bend is not just on the way to anything. It's, it's a destination. Uh, you, you choose to live there. You choose to go there. And it's really the work of, of Ben and, and all the others. And even going back to Big Bend National Park, you know, it was Eamon Carter and others that really helped put Big Bend on the map. And it, and it was through pictures and stories and that's exactly what these artists do is they they portray um, through their their works uh, what the Big Bend is and all the wonders that surround it. That's a great note to wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you both so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, Lydia. 
Borderlands Buzz is brought to you by the Borderlands Research Institute at Sol Ross State University and sponsored by Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Find out more about our work at bri.solross.edu.